Welcome everyone to episode number 55 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today I welcomed a producer from Youngstown, Ohio. His name is Jake Clark. He goes by the name JBC Beats. Today we chopped it up about his journey since he began in 2017. Uh, he said he was influenced heavily by Jane Smith, Kanye West, uh, Tyler the Creator, among others. We kind of went into you know how he saw the life of Pablo roll out for Kanye around 2016 and that kind of inspired him to get creative and kind of begin music right out of high school which I found was cool because that was kind of similar to me I started right out of high school as well um, I discovered uh, Jake's content through Instagram just through uh, looking at his profile and everything and I saw his like album wall behind him while he was making beats and a lot of cool artists on there that I listened to so I was glad to get him on the show today. Like I said, we were talking about his influences and everything. Uh, I also loved the advice he shared on this episode that I found very true about how, you know, you should just really lock in on being able to accumulate small wins every single day, especially as creators. It's like we sometimes get caught up in chasing a huge end goal. And it's like, while... <laughs> while we always have that in our mind of some end goal it's like there really is no end goal the end goal is the journey as you know as cliche as that is it's like the end goal is the journey and if you can walk away every day saying you learn something new or you help someone out then that's really what it's all about and i think that's what i took the most from this episode is just jake's understanding of that and i think that's why he's going to be here for a long time and i look forward to seeing what he does in the future so Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 55 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today, we have a really dope producer. Uh, he's currently in Youngstown right now, not too far from where I am. His name is Jake Clark, also known as JBC Beats. How are you, man? I am good, brother. I'm happy to be here. What you're doing super cool. Like I said, man, I'm excited. I like chopping it up with other people doing music, so this, mm-hmm. is, this is cool. I'm very excited. Yeah, man. And like I said, I, I remember, I think it was like December or maybe November, I came across your page. I think I was just in like Instagram hashtags and I saw like one of your videos and what caught my attention was your album wall that you had in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he's got Kanye, he's got Cuddy and Tyler, the creator and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is dope. And like checked out your page and I was just like, this is awesome. And I found out you were in Youngstown, which isn't too far away from where I'm at. So you know, I figured why not get you on here and just kind of hear a bit of your story because I'm not really familiar with like the details. So I'm it's going to be exciting for me. So I'm glad to get you on the show. So basically, you know, to start out, we have every guest give a little bit of background as to, you know, the basics, like how you got into music, uh, how long you've been doing it, kind of just a brief mm-hmm. summary for those that might not be familiar with you and your music so far. Absolutely. So I, I started making music like 2017 i've always been interested always liked it but there's like two moments that like really for me was like you know what man i have to make music and i there's just nothing i can do about it and the first was kanye rolling out the life of pablo for some reason you know that real friends soundcloud track that had the no parties in la snippet at the end for some reason that just really spoke to me and that's when i was like okay wait a minute music is makes me feel a certain way it makes me do certain things it's not just pleasant to listen to mm-hmm. so that's when i was like wow music's like really really awesome and that's why i kind of got more into music and then for, again for some reason don't know why Jaden smith his song fallen came out 
and I saw the music video for it on Twitter. And I didn't, like, I knew I knew he made music, but didn't really know he was, like, that serious or whatever. So when I saw that video, have you ever watched that video? Uh, I can't remember. I've seen it. And I might have saw it on, like, Revolt a while ago. Because that came out on the first album, right? Yeah, it yeah. came out on Sire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when that when that dropped, I was like, wow, this is, like, the craziest thing ever. Music's so cool. I have to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just what happened to me and i started you know messing around with it not being super focused i guess like i am today Mm. i would say about two years ago so that would be what like the end of 2018 2019 is when i really became serious about it i was like okay i need to post on instagram i need to do you know i need to really learn how to be really good at this but those Mm. those two moments the life of pablo and that fallen music video by jane those two things for me was like wow music is incredible and I love it, and I have to figure out how to make it so I can make other people feel the way these two guys make me feel. Yeah, that's super awesome. So so you're saying, like, tail end of high school is kind of where you started then, kind of. Yeah. Right before, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't, yeah, I really wasn't. And even then, I was just, like, had GarageBand on my Mac mm-hmm. and would just kind of mess around with it every once in a while. But when I got into school, uh, stopped playing sports, things like that, it was like, okay, I need something that, like, I want to be great at and mm-hmm. music's that thing man i just every day i just want to be great at it yeah that's kind of it's kind of cool because like i think our stories are kind of similar because i was kind of the mm-hmm. same way i didn't start until i was done with high school and then mm-hmm. i was like well i gotta figure out something now because i'm like i'm not really good at a lot of things i don't have a lot of other skills so i'm right. like i was thinking about doing this music thing why not just try it and just see what happens you know what i mean so mm-hmm. uh that's kind of cool to hear so i gotta ask then you said about the pablo thing kind of that whole era were you at the Cleveland show in 2016 for that or not? No, no? dude. No, oh. I really messed up not going to that. I that was, was I was there. That was a, that was a fun <sighs> night. That was a fun night, man. Yeah, I I, I really messed up going not going to that. Mm-hmm. That was that's one thing I I regret not going to source subject. But yeah, I was I was supposed to go and then it just didn't happen and after I saw the videos I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? Why are you not it there? Was, it was really incredible. Just like the stage, like how he had the floating stage in the middle and everything, just to see that. And it's funny because I remember I had one of the floor passes for that. So I was <gasps> down. Now, now, hear me out, though. I didn't spend the show down there. I went down there beforehand and was looking around stuff. And then I was like, it's kind of cool, but all my friends are up top. So I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go up top. So mm-hmm. I, I like spent the time on the floor, and I was like, I wonder if I should have just stayed down there the whole time. Because, like, it would have been crazy. I don't know if I would have been in the middle of a mosh pit or what, but, like, but it was cool, like, nonetheless. It yeah, it looked show. crazy. He's so good at creating these mm-hmm. worlds around him that are just so unique. And the thing that makes him the most mad about it is he's probably not touring again. Yeah, Like, let's sucks. be real. Is that Kanye was... West going on tour yeah. again? I don't think so. That was kind of the last, like, hurrah honestly that we saw him out there doing that too because i because after that was kind of where he was he transitioned into more like gospel and like christian music yeah there was no there's no yay tour right there's no tour for yeah no for that yeah and you just you just don't know what like uh, he's he's easily my favorite artist ever you have absolutely no idea what you're gonna get from him i have no clue what that man is doing Mm -hmm. and no one does yeah, we don't even know when the next album's coming because we were supposed to get an no album clue. last year, and that didn't happen. So, interesting. And that one hurts because that—I don't know if you saw 
the one 80 degrees thing that he pushed that song that had like the one visualizer i just remember that on twitter you gotta look I, you, i'm sure you've heard the snippet mm-hmm. 80 degree crazy i'm like dude is kanye west really making that music like it was <laughs> i was blown away that that guy was doing that it's funny too because like the last few albums that he was gonna release got leaked and everyone was like this is what we want and then that's the stuff that's not coming out and like exactly i don't think people understand like, that when you leak it it's not coming out it's hilarious i forget who was like one of his collaborators uh, i heard this in an interview they said that um he makes three albums every time and you only get to hear one so That's like insane. which is it, and they're like when you go into this process and there's like you're on a kanye album they're like you're on one of the three albums you just have to hope that you're on the one that comes out because you could easily be on the one that doesn't come out and no one would ever know you were even you were even on a song Right, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't like, know if makes, I can handle that. On top of that like, that makes me think like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm no, sorry. No, you go, go ahead, you go. go ahead, go ahead. Um, how many songs like "Runaway" are out there? Like, mm-hmm. are there two more of those? Like, what? Like, that's that blows my mind right now. That there's probably so much. Like Kanye's best song might be on some flash drive in Pusha T's house somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy too, because like all the stories I've heard about his process too, just how like. It's not a. It's not like a normal person's process. It's just very like intense sometimes, and like you have to like really deal with a lot of things. But I don't know. There would be. There would definitely be stories that would come out of if you were ever in a session with him for sure. Oh yeah. Very very interesting stuff. So I gotta ask about you know the last year obviously during the pandemic and everything. I, I can imagine you continued creating through all of that. Have you kind of just been, like, in your dorm room creating a lot recently? Have you been in any studios? Like, what has been the process over the past several months or a whole year now for you? Um, The pandemic was obviously sucked. You know, obviously there's nothing. I can't really say something good came out of it. Mm. But it, it was, I guess, good for me to block things out and be like, hey, man, music, like, kind of, like, refining that love for it. Because I'm sure you know as a creative yourself, you kind of battle with a lot of stuff in your head, man. Like, mm. is this worth it? Is this working? You know, you're always, you know, am I making the right content? It's tough. And um, I, I think the pandemic allowed me just to make music and really figure out how I want to go about this whole thing. Um, definitely in my room making everything, man. No, mm. no studio stuff. I really haven't done much studio stuff um, in the past. But it's, it's for me, it's been a lot of, connecting with other artists that are in the same boat that I am and just trying to get better and, you know, being able to block out these other things, you know, last summer there wasn't really anything Mm -hmm. to do, you know, even school, fall, spring, there really wasn't much to do, but make music. Yeah. And it's so awesome, at least for this part that like we had a lot of technology to kind of continue doing this type of stuff. Like what we're doing right Absolutely. now, like that's a great example. Like we don't even have to be in the same room and we're having this conversation. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like, great. It's great. I think it was all about during that time, especially it was just about utilizing what you have to kind of make the most of your situation. It's like you can't leave the house. Well, what else can we do? Well, we have access to the Internet and all these other things and resources so we can just use them to the best of our advantage. So totally agree. Yeah. And there were so there were like times where like I could have made this song with this person, you know, before all this happened. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, they're far away. We would never work. But now it's like, hey, I had no choice. And it's kind of like, hey, wait a minute, I can actually do a lot with what I have around me. Mm-hmm. And it, that was another cool, I guess, realization that I got from this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm just glad, like, for me personally, I think I learned that lesson of just, like, being able to hone in more and just focus more because you didn't have all the other distractions at the time. Absolutely. You were able to sit absolutely. there and focus on exactly what you needed to do. And so now that like, things are kind of going back to normal, I don't know if you do this, I've been doing this as well, but I've kind of, like, been able to better focus on what I'm doing now, even when things are kind of opening up and – you kind of are going and doing your normal routine again. It's like the routine has kind of changed forever in a way for all of us. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. No, it definitely has. It's, it's definitely given me the, the ability to see what's important and what's not important, mm-hmm. you know, seeing what, you know, as stuff opens up, it's, you know, what do you really miss? What do you not miss? What do you actually want to focus on? What's important? And when, you know, some of the things we were doing because the pandemic only allowed us to do those things, you know, you, I thought that I would take some of the, the other normal stuff for granted and I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of allowed me to you know really realize what's important for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you mentioned Jaden, right? You mentioned Kanye. Who else, when you were kind of growing up or maybe still today, is like someone that made you say, you know, you want to do music or like that you're still just a huge fan of what they put out? Um, From the growing up older artist side, um, my dad loved Bruce Springsteen for some reason. That guy, he, I think he's crazy. Um, the Beatles are unbelievable. They're so good. They have a thousand songs and they're all good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were so ahead of their time. And then um, Hall and Oates. I don't ever listen to Hall and Oates, but oh, man, yeah. they're good. My one friend they're is a huge good. Hall and Oates guy. Huge fan. <laughs> huge. Yeah, no, they're, they're fire. They're so yeah. good. Um, those guys, those are probably the the three of like the oldies mm-hmm. you know older times people that i listen to um for me i make a lot of different kind of music i don't i don't make just you know one genre so a guy like mac miller is very attractive to me where he's kind of he kind of has like a sound but it's all different it's all different genres um so that he's he's been very great to listen to and uh, a very inspiring person as well as you know tyler um mm-hmm. i would say those two guys that make make different music but they have the same sound i don't know how to explain it. i don't know why it all sounds the same but that's something I've, I've really been trying to focus on is how do i make everything sound like i made it but it's not the same exact song same exact yeah. beat and those two i think do it better than almost anyone else so those i would say those two combined with jaden smith combined with kanye are, are probably the four biggest i would say musical inspirations for sure mm-hmm. I think I had a conversation with someone on another episode about Tyler specifically about his evolution, how every album has been very different, but it all like relates to people very well and still relates to his fans. Like a lot of people were kind of hesitant, like when Cherry Bomb came out, it was like, this is very different. We don't know if people are going to like this. And like even the last couple albums, it's like he just continues to change and evolve, but it is working for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I get exactly what you're saying with that. Like, you just got to keep, like, evolving over time. You don't have to just completely do a 360. It's just you're continuing to grow as an artist and try new things, so. Right, and Kanye does that. He, I mean, no no two Kanye albums really sound the same except Mm -hmm. for maybe those first two. But um, Tyler, for me, he's been able to change and one-up his last album. Mm -hmm. I I think every single time he's made a better album. I know a lot of people love Wolf, and I think Wolf's really good. I think Cherry Bomb's better than that, and I think Flower Boy's better than Cherry Bomb, and Igor, I think, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 
when that first came out, I was like, wow, how is how is the guy that made Yonkers singing on right. pop beats? Sounds crazy. I think it's unbelievable the growth that he does, and I'll be really interested to see what his next one yeah. is. It'll probably be what this year or next year, I would assume, because it's usually you would think. yeah, it's usually you would think. I think he's been on that every other year like tick for the every album, honestly. So could be this year. Yeah, I don't I don't know if anyone else is gonna drop this summer because Cole's yeah. gonna be doing good for a while and Drake's coming, man. That he's gonna he's gonna put an album out this summer yeah. and you're not gonna want to release within a month or two of that because you're just not gonna chart. Yeah. And then Kendrick is just the biggest mystery of all time. Like who, no who knows what he's he got no clue. <laughs> we'll know when that comes out. Like you'll know when it drops. That's <laughs> that's all you'll know about that one. So as far as like songs that you've already done, I've seen recently you put out a few tracks with like featured artists and everything. Is there a certain song that you have out there already that was kind of a very memorable moment, like how you created it, like you still remember like the process? Is there anything you'd want to share with a certain song? Um, so I have a song called The Voyager. It's with um, a Midnight Jaguar and my friend Durand, who's from my city as well. Um, Duran was just starting out like this. He really, I think he had one song out when we did this one, but I was just where I was just making beats and, um, the, a midnight Jaguar, he, he used to be in, um, Jaden's label and, um, we, we kind of connected. I was just, I was just a fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just kind of became friends and, um, he was, he was really inspirational for me cause he was kind of just taking, just kind of going out on a whim and trying music like a lot of us do. And, um, he, he was a big person in making me like go all in on it. Mm-hmm. And when I was making this, I just sent him the beat. I'm like, Hey dude, listen, this beat, this thing's like really cool. And he just sent me back a verse on it. I'm like, Oh wow, this is like incredible. I cannot believe you just did that. And I sent it to Duran who, again, we were just both starting out, both from the same city, no clue what we're doing. We're just making some music every once in a while. And he got on it and it's, it's still one of my favorite, tracks that i've made just because i think the process was so easy and i didn't even expect it to happen i was like oh i could put this out as an instrumental i could just post it you know i just think it's really cool and the kid was like no i do this this is a song like where i'm getting on this right now Mm -hmm. and i think that process was so cool and every every song that i've had that's just been random like that has been some of the better work i think stuff that's been forced um doesn't usually work well if i go you know you know, to make, you know, make this kind of beat or try to get this person on it or this kind of like say, Hey, what do you think about this writing style? That stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like, Hey, this is great. What do you think? They get super inspired. And then I think that's when the best tracks happen. And I think that, you know, the Voyager, I think that song in general made it, um, made me believe that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too. Like it has to come naturally. You know what I mean? Like like you just said, if you try to force stuff, it never it never works the way you think it's going. And regardless, it's like even when you set out to do anything, like especially musically, it's like you even if you have a certain vision, that's not what's going to be the end product anyway. So you might as well just get it out of your mind that it's going to come out a certain way. It's always going to be a little different than how you had it in your mind to begin with. So that's kind of uh, always something we can look to. Uh, so I wanted to ask, as far as like putting your own tracks out, like as an artist, like with your name on it, how does that feel? Because I know that when I started, I didn't even think that was an option. Like I didn't even consider that to be a thing for producers. But like, what do you think about producers doing that? Like, is is that something that you feel is vital? Because I definitely feel it's it's been great for me personally to be able to do that 
put out beat tapes, put out songs with featuring, you know, other artists and things. So how do you feel about that? I think it's huge. Um, I'm not going to be one of those guys that's like, oh, producers are undervalued. They get pushed to the side. But, you know, sometimes they really do. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you're seeing it now, producers being their own artists. I think that's awesome. I think guys like Kenny Beats and Monte Booker do, you know, a great job at that. I don't know if you've heard the song um, Ain't Gonna Stop Me by Reggie. No, I, I have no idea who you need to listen to it. It's unbelievable. Um, but that song, I had no clue who the Reggie guy was, but it was like, hey, Kenny Beats and Monte Booker and Reggie. I'm like, oh, I know Kenny Beats and Monte Booker are crazy. Listen to this song. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. This is, I think it's my favorite song that's come out this year. Mm-hmm. But I think producers now can be their own artists. I think it's that. It's so cool. And I think it's something that every producer should do, man. Drop a beat tape, put a beat tape out, man. I have. You know, there's so many lo-fi playlists. There's so much content you can do, and um, I, I think it's 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 just great. You know, it's great what you know, DistroKid and things like that. You know, the, these distribution sites that everyone has access to, even producers. Mm-hmm. I think I think taking control of your own, um, being your own artist, taking control of your own destiny is huge. Not just relying on selling beats. You know, not just relying on you know sending this beat out to an artist um you know being your own artist is great i've seen a lot of times you know if i'm sending you know beats out to artists stuff like that it just doesn't fit like what their their next album what their branding is trying to be Mm -hmm. but if i'm like hey i have this great beat i think you'd sound good on it maybe for something i'd release they're going to be more apt to use it and you're going to make more songs that way Mm -hmm. it's kind of been just a, a little tactic i've used to maybe get a few songs like hey I'm going to try to get another artist on this. What do you think about this? And it might not be what their next album is going to be. It might not be what their vision is, where they think they're going with the world they're creating. But if it's my own world, then they're going to be, you know, more apt to get on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and like for me, just from doing that myself, I think I found that it's just cool to be able to like piece things together and kind of lead the direction of the song. Because like you said, if you send a beat to an artist, you might not even hear that song until it's completely done anyway. Like, they might not even ask exactly. for your input at all. So if you have that control and you can be like, oh, I'm going to move this section here, we're going to do an outro, I'm going to get this person and this person on it, and that's going to be the song, and I'm going to put it out. It's like, it gives you more freedom just that way as far as how the song can go. So. Yeah, and, and I think for producers, being able to say, hey, I have X amount of followers, I have X amount of listens, that's going to build you up way more than saying, Hey, I've sold, you know, a hundred beats or I've, you know, I've, I've had these placements. I don't really care, but it's like, Hey, this guy kind of has some fans following him. That's going to build you up more. And it's just going to help you grow more and more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I think it just adds another like leg to the arsenal. Cause like as a producer, I, I feel like, like I said, I feel like people just get locked into, Oh, we got to be behind the scenes the whole time. We got to do this. It's like, you can do that, but you should also, kind of develop your brand as well because that like you said it'll put yourself out there so if artists stumble upon you they can more easily kind of get you know the vibe of what you're all about anyway absolutely what you're sounding and listen dude it's it's hard to put yourself out there i remember the first time i posted music i was like wow i'm scared and then the first time i put my face in a video i Mm -hmm. was like wow this is like super scary but you know in this in this day and age man you just you just got to do it Mm -hmm. Exactly. You got to understand that there's going to be people that, you know, like your, you know, your best homies, you know, they're always going to support you. You're always going to have people that, um, 
you know, are listening to you and liking your stuff. But there's going to be people, no matter what you do, that just aren't going to vibe with it. And and when I realized that those people don't matter, that's when I was able to put myself out there more. And I think producers coming back from behind the scenes, coming out in the forefront, like mm-hmm. you said, um, is something you, you got to do in today's age man you just you just gotta do it yeah so that kind of leads me into my next question i know like like i said i discovered you through your videos on instagram just through doing hashtags and stuff and i see you know you do these like uh beat making videos like how you made certain tracks and everything and you kind of just break things down so like how did all that come about and kind of how have you been using social media to your advantage for your own like brand and everything yeah, um, social media has been something I've just really tried to learn. And obviously, I don't have this massive following. You know, I'm not some guru on this. Mm. Um, but just being able to put out content is is so important for for guys like me and you doing this. You know, in our bedrooms and just you know grinding it out. Um, I don't. I guess I don't know where I was like, hey, maybe I should start showing how I play out beats. Um, I think it's it, a good thing to do is I'm sure everyone here that makes, you know, listening that makes music, I'm sure you know, you obviously, you follow people that make content, you know, guys like Eldre, you know, Eldre, I'm sure you've heard his songs on TikTok. Um, Chris Poncelon is, is uh, someone I've become, you know, kind of friends with. He makes a lot of content and just kind of taking notes from them, what they do and then putting your own spin on it um, has been big for me. So getting, you know, some ideas from, from other people making content uh, has has been huge, and it's it, for me. It's just been you know, let's let's try to make this video. I mean, I, I post a lot. There's a lot of videos that I make that I watch. I'm like, hey, this is stupid. This is not you're not posting this. <laughs> so um, I would say just try every type of content you can try, whether it be an animation that you post on Instagram, whether it be um, just you tapping along to some beats, playing you know to some drums, playing the keys, you know, talking to the camera. I think it's you just gotta try what works and go from there. But accounts or not accounts, um, platforms like TikTok are crazy. There's, there's people going viral on TikTok every second music producers too. And, um, I, I think, you know, social media is, is how you make it these days. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. Cause I didn't really start kind of taking that whole side seriously until like a couple years ago. And I started like mm-hmm. content creating and things like that. And I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of going to suck. Cause it's, it doesn't have anything to do with music, but like when I started incorporating the music into the content that I was making, then it became just as fun to do as the music. So it was like, now I'm at the point where the content creating is like part of it. And it's like, you can bounce these ideas off one another and you can incorporate the music into it and show your fans and your followers what you got going on. So uh, I I would encourage anyone that like, if you're on the fence about it, you know, you kind of do have to do it. Like you said, it's kind of a yeah. requirement. It's not a requirement, but mm-hmm. it is a requirement to kind of get your voice out there. Really just try and make it fun. Like as much as you can, even if it's not yeah. your thing, just figure out what you want to do, what your audience kind of wants to see and just mm-hmm. figure it out. It's going to be trial and error, just like anything else. Like you're not going to be trial and error. at first. You oh, might feel yeah. uncomfortable on camera, but if you just keep doing it, repetition, you're going to get better and better. You know, so mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, very, totally very uh, interesting stuff there. So, I are you like primarily on Instagram, or are you more on TikTok? You'd say because because I'm not on. I have my TikTok, but I'm not on there that much. Like I try and stay I, on it, so. 
you know, man, I used to be exclusively Instagram. I slept on TikTok for a while. Um, I've noticed, again, this is part of the trial and error. You know, I used to be getting, you know, on my videos, um, you know, hundreds of views mm-hmm. on Instagram, stuff like that. And then, you know, recently, just this summer, I was like, okay, I'm posting every day. I do this, that, and the other. I'm getting like 30 likes on Instagram. I'm like, this is, this is odd. This just isn't working. So I'm trying to make my Instagram more pictures, more an, like an artist rather than a beat maker. And my TikTok, I'm trying to post a video every single day. Mm-hmm. Whether it's me, like I said, playing some drums, explaining how I made a video. I just made a Twitch channel, so cutting up streams for TikTok. Uh, I think TikTok is going to be more of the content stuff. And then posting those videos on you know, my story on Instagram instead of my feed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hard, and these algorithms change. And Instagram blows for creators. Instagram sucks. It's hard. Uh, I would agree with that. I would second that. <laughs> yeah, Instagram sucks. Yeah. Um, the engagement's really bad. So, like you mentioned, that trial and error thing, it's just kind of seeing what's, what works, what doesn't work. And what's working for me on Instagram is posting pictures and, you know, a snippet or, you know, a picture and then a video of me making something, then a random picture here. Um, that's, that's been helping me on Instagram a lot more, where TikTok is just volume hmm. for me, just making videos, putting videos out there and seeing what works. I The times that I've posted consistently every single day i'll get two three followers every single day on tiktok and then sometimes you get 10 on something that works really well i think it's tiktok right now is the way to go for producers if you're i would say you you should get on there for sure see i have a profile set up that i just set up a couple months ago i just haven't had the time to get it going but i really want to start just start posting like i've been doing on instagram because i'm posting on instagram every day so like why not just add tiktok in there to see what happens. Absolutely. You should. No, you, you 100% should. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll definitely look into it for sure. And I I've saw I saw you were on Twitch the other night like doing a live stream. I don't have to tune into one of those cuz I feel you like You should, I'm man. Going. I'm going to try to I'm going to try go try to go live Tuesday, Wednesdays and um either Friday, Sunday, something like that and just and that's just for for me, I got a Twitch account not only cuz it's fun, not only cuz of, you know, connecting with your fans, but I'm thinking content. Mm. You know, I make I make beats just for content sometimes. And, you know, that's how big social media is, I think, in the industry and for me personally. But yeah, you should definitely tune in. You can, you know, I I like I I did one stream and there were producers in there like saying, hey, try this or hey, maybe put this effect. You know, did you sidechain this? And I think that's so cool because you're almost collaborating. Yeah. You know, in live like that. So I thought that was super cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely tune in, man. Next time you go live, I'll, I'll be in there. Because I got the Twitch app and everything, so that'd be dope. So as far as, like, let's just say advice you'd give to, let's say, producers. It could be music makers in general, but we'll say producers for the heck of it. What advice would you give to producers that were just starting out, kind of where you were four or five years ago? What, what would you say to them, kind of, that maybe you struggled with or something that, you had to kind of get over like what what do you think would be Absolutely. a good piece of advice for him i have one one piece of advice and it's something i it's it's really the only like rule i have when making music when i first started i always felt like i had to get to some lofty goal i had to get some amount of listens sales whatever that big step that you're trying to make you can't think about that you can have that in your back of your mind say hey i want to hit an editorial playlist you know, i want to get this many streams that's great but for me, I try to do one thing, just one thing, every single day to make myself better. 
You know, whether that's I watched this video on YouTube and I think I learned a new skill or I made a beat that I thought was super great or, you know, whatever that thing is, if you start thinking of like one step, one thing progress, then the stuff actually, then you actually can get rolling. But if you shoot for, you know, me with, you know, a couple thousand followers everywhere, if I'm like, hey, I want to go viral on TikTok by July, that's probably not going to happen. But if I say, hey, um, let me just make the best beat I've ever made right now. Let me, you know, do this sample chop that I feel like I've never done before. I think I just got better at sampling. That's progress for the day. Mm -hmm. And that's when you start seeing those actual goals come. So I think, like I said, do one thing every single day to make yourself better. And then you're having best progress. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest thing is to like, just be very present at all times, like be in the moment. Because if you're too mm -hmm. focused on what you did yesterday, you're thinking about that. Now you're not worried about now. And if you're too worried about the future, now you're not worried about mm -hmm. now either. You're worried about all this other stuff that's out of your control. So the best thing to do is, like, just focus on what you could do right now. Like you said, to be Absolutely. better. Just today. Like, if you walk away at the end of the day and feel good about something you did, then that's winning. You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. what it is. It's like, and it doesn't have to be a crazy thing. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be some massive thing. Like I said, there's days that I make like two beats, and I'm like, hey, that I I, I put that drum pattern down that I've never done before. That sounds really cool. I got better. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm better than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Or I had this video, you know, this beat on YouTube got more plays than everything else usually does. There's progress right there. And I think if you start looking at it like that, your mental health is going to be a lot better. And then you'll actually start seeing more physical goals happen because you're happier and because you're, you know, you're not, you're going to, you know, if you worry about those big goals, you're going to miss the, the little things exactly. that you actually do accomplish. Yep. The little wins accumulate so much. Like huge. People don't, God, they're yeah. huge, bro. They're people don't, so People big. don't realize that. I think like early on, you're just focused on what you see on social media and what you see all these other people doing, but it's like, you don't see everything else that they did. And you don't see all of the stuff that they had to do. So it's like you really have to put Absolutely. the work in and just figure it out every day. And then you're going to see yeah. results. So I was watching um, that Chris Puntalon that I, I was talking about. His, I think he, he he had a stream with you know a couple hundred people in it. And I'm like, dang, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. First stream, I had 15 people. And I'm like, hey, dude, that's 15 people that cared enough to take time out of their day to watch you make beats. That's crazy. For me, that was a ginormous win. And a lot of people would be like, oh, man, you know, I don't have, you know, these, these numbers, man, you can't, you can't think like that. Or you're just going to worry yourself to death. You just yeah. got to understand that this thing is not going to happen ASAP. And you can't compare, you have to play your music. You can't compare yourself to other people either. It has no, to just, you dude, just got to realize that like you're at this stage of your journey. That's your journey. It's you and you alone. So you just have Absolutely. to keep going, you know, and, I agree with everything you just said. That was great, by the way. So thank you for that. Thank you. Um, so what new songs or projects can we expect from you maybe this summer or fall? If you want to reveal anything, what can we be on the lookout for? Oh, yeah. For? I am – I'm going to try – I'm trying to release music every um, every three weeks you know, to a month. I'm going to try to put a single out, working on some, some project ideas – you know, trying to, you know, I talked a little bit earlier about how, like, Jaden Smith and Kanye, they create these worlds around things. Mm -hmm. And that's so interesting to me, how they do it visually and sonically. And I'm trying to really figure out how to do that before I put out a project next. I have some ideas 
Um, uh, you know, hopefully they can all come to fruition here and, and I can make it happen. But uh, definitely songs every every couple weeks here in the summer is, is my plan. I think, you know, each one is better than the last one. So, yeah, I hope everyone like tunes that. in and it's along for the ride. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely be one of those people checking out all yeah, the Yeah, I know you will, so bro. Awesome. I appreciate that. So if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? Hmm. I think I talked a little bit earlier about caring about the people that are going to hate. You just got to, those people don't matter. Mm-hmm. They do not matter. You know, whether, and that's not just music, that's life, dude. Um, you know, I'm still conscious of what other people think. You know, I don't simply, I, you know, I, I still care about some of those things. But you got to think when you start realizing that the people that, don't that are gonna hate they're gonna hate regardless of what you do there's people that are gonna hate on anyone trying to chase music hate on anyone trying to do you know anything creative like that those people do not matter you know the people that aren't you know supporting you on on instagram aren't supporting you you know playing songs that you make those people don't matter don't even worry about them worry about the people that that are here supporting you and i think you'll find that you're a lot happier so 10 years from now, where do you think you see yourself in your life and your career? Um, I always tell people that there's going to be one day that I make music and that's it. It's not going to be today. It's not going to be tomorrow, but it's going to be one day. And I hope in that 10 years that that, that one day happens. So, uh, you know, I can I can definitely see myself doing this um, for life. You know, it's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the only option for me. Whether, like I said, whether it's, you know, one year, two year, five, whatever it may be, um, one of these days it's going to be it. And, and hopefully at that point I can be more, you know, I, I really enjoy talking and stuff like this, getting, giving advice. Um, you know, a guy that I think really does that well is Kenny Beats on his streams, you know, videos he makes, stuff like that. Hopefully I can be one of those guys that maybe not just my music influences, but, you know, something I say helps someone out. So in, in 10 years, I hope to be at that level where that stuff matters. Absolutely. Any final words of wisdom today? Words of wisdom, man. I think I think that that bit of advice where you just do one thing every day. Don't worry about huge goals. Do one thing better um, to make yourself better than you were yesterday. I think that is the biggest piece of wisdom that I have to offer. So that would be it. I would just really emphasize that. Just do one thing. Don't you don't have to be great every single day. But if you do one thing to make yourself better, it's mm-hmm. a good day. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. Well, that's all I have for you today, Jake. Like I said, man, thank you for supporting this show, for being on the show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, hopefully, Thanks for having me. Hopefully we could do this again, maybe in person. Like I said, we're not that far away. so Absolutely, yeah. man. Cause I'm, I'll Absolutely. Be doing, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'll be doing sequels probably next year for uh, like the guests and everything. So maybe we could yeah. you know, get together and kind of do a catch-up episode I'm there. or something. I am there. You just got to let me know and I'm there. Thanks for listening today, everyone. That was episode number 55. We'll be back this time next week. As always, hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds. And we'll see you then. Thank you very much.